Everyone wants to be Mike Ross from the TV show Suits when he shows off his insane memory skills. He would remember uncanny details even if he just saw them once years ago, and he earned his way into a New York law firm by reciting nearly an entire textbook. What if we told you that you can become a memory master as well? Welcome to Snap Reads. Today we're going to show you how to become a memory master. Let's get started. Spaced repetition. First up, we have spaced repetition, also known as expanding rehearsal or expanded retrieval. This is an evidence-based learning technique that has been helping people for decades. It has been shown to work for people suffering from amnesia and various memory disorders. Typically, this technique is performed with flashcards. You're presented with easy flashcards, and over time, more and more flashcards are introduced that increase in difficulty. The older, easier flashcards stay in your memory and are shown less frequently than the newer cards. The goal is to repeat the intake of info over a period of time. Spaced repetition does wonders when it comes to name and face association. For example, if you repeat someone's name each time you see them, you are more likely to remember it long term. It doesn't have to be flashcards or names. You could be reading a book. Next month, dig it up and reread it. Two months later, read it again, and again in six months. What this does is leverage the spacing effect, which is a memory phenomenon. Evidence has shown repeatedly that our brains tend to learn more effectively when information is spread out over time. When you don't allow your mind enough time to rest, new information will just take the place of the old knowledge. That book. Soon enough, you'll be able to recall nearly every line in it. Turn it into a story. Having trouble remembering your grocery list? Trying to memorize the periodic table? Try turning it into a story. As humans, our minds naturally pick up on stories and narratives. When information takes the form of a story, we're a lot more likely to remember it. Here's the interesting thing: even when an engaging story gets told but is later revealed as misinformation, our memories have a hard time letting it go. Even if you hear the corrected version, your mind hangs on to the version of the story it learned originally. This stems from our tendency to connect emotionally to stories and to things we view as being out of the ordinary. Canadian psychologist Lionel Standing conducted a study on this phenomenon in the 1970s. He showed subjects 10,000 images over the span of a few days. They were normal pictures of cars, dogs, people, and so on. He then gave them two days rest before he tested what they were able to remember. To test their recall. He showed them two images side by side. One was an image they had looked at a few days prior, and one was a picture they had never seen. He asked which of the images was the one they recalled seeing. Out of the 10,000 images, the subjects recalled 66%. That means their memories retained 6,600 images. To follow up on this study, the subjects were shown a smaller set of pictures. This time, they were vivid, unusual images. Such as a dog with a pipe hanging from its mouth. Previously, the subjects had remembered 66% of the normal pictures. This time, out of a total of 1,000 images, they remembered an average of 88%. This shows us just how important narrative is to memory. You're much more likely to remember a dog with a pipe in its mouth than a random number or formula. So why not wield that to your advantage? The next time you have to memorize a grocery list or a formula. Turn all those seemingly random tidbits into narratives and extraordinary stories. Take Ken Jennings for example. 
Jennings, a 74-time champion for Jeopardy, once shared his strategies for retaining information. When he was preparing to go on Jeopardy, he had to learn a lot of easily forgettable stuff, like all the United States presidents and their election dates. He said, what years was Zachary Taylor president? Most people don't know or care, and some facts are more boring. They did not stick organically. So, he came up with mental connections and stories. John Quincy Adams was elected in 1824. So I thought of Quincy, the TV show. That guy's a coroner, so he probably works 24-hour shifts. Invent crazy wild stories. The weirder they get, the more likely it is that you'll remember the items and dates that make them up. Create mnemonic devices. What are mnemonic devices? It's a fancy term for saying it's a memory trick. It makes you remember things by associating them with something else. If you're trying to memorize a long list, take the first letter or a keyword of what you want to remember and physically write it down. Do this for all of the words, then create a sentence. The sentence doesn't have to make sense. Just choose the first words that pop into your brain. Repeat the sentence a couple times while speaking the words that the acronyms you created prefer to. Before you know it, you'll be effortless reciting both the original words and the created sentence. Here, try it. Can you list the planets of the Milky Way in order? You have Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Let's even add Pluto, even though it's not a planet anymore. Try saying them very fast without thinking about it, and you may stumble. Think about this. My very eager mother just served us nine pizzas. Repeat it a few times and you'll be rattling off Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto faster than Pluto lost its planetary status. The Method of Loci The Method of Loci is a tried-and-true method that's been around for centuries. The ancient Greeks and Romans are a testimony to the effectiveness of this memory device. If you don't trust their word, then take it from Sherlock Holmes, who frequently walked through his mind palace to recall things. In modern days, this technique is credited with helping memory contest champions recall faces, digits, and lists of words. Loci is the plural word for the Latin word locus, which means place or location. The technique goes like this. First, memorize the layout of a location, such as a building or an arrangement of shops on a fictional street. It can be anything, as long as it's something you can journey through. The next time you want to remember a set of items, each item will be placed at a point along this imaginary journey. This way you can recall the items in a specific order by retracing that same route. As you walk through these loci in your imagination, you also commit an object to each item by forming an image between it and any feature of that locus. The next time you want to retrieve an item, all you have to do is walk through the loci and your brain will activate the desired item. You can use this method to remember anything, whether you're learning a new language or memorizing the human anatomy. Since our brains work better when the items we want to remember are associated with images rather than words of numbers, this is an ideal method. It's just like how a computer works. You encode and take in the new information, store and retain it, and whenever needed, you retrieve it. Muscle training. Another step in having a steel memory, and this is one of the most important, is to train your memory muscles. The brain is like a muscle, and it needs constant attention and exercise. Just like the muscles in your body, you need to provide it with stimulation and keep it active. 
You can do that by constantly learning new things. You don't have to solve complicated math equations to keep your mind sharp. The newspaper's daily crossword puzzle will do. Try to participate in tasking challenges, play memory games, or just do things that require some kind of active thinking on your part. Take notes. Complex psychology tricks are great, but sometimes all you need is some good old-fashioned note-taking. This grasps the problem from its root. You don't have to worry about forgetting information as soon as you walk out of the classroom or meeting room because you have it all written down. This also applies when you receive tasks on the spot or have to learn important information. As soon as you receive the information, write it down in an organized and detailed way in a notebook or on your phone. Write down any connections you made, what you talked about that day, and which things you need to follow up upon. The best tip when it comes to taking notes is to act as if you're writing them for someone else, and you want to guarantee maximum organization and clarity. When you head home that day, you can open up your notebook and go through it all again. And hey, if your memory fails you, then at least your notebook will freshen.